Hi, I'm Todd Barton, and you're listening to Synth Stories on Ask.audio. Hi, I'm Ronick Sethi from Ask Audio. In this episode of Synth Stories, Todd Barton takes us on a musical and literary journey back to the year 1985, which is when he worked with Ursula Le Guin, famous for the Earthsea novels. Todd Barton created the musical score for Ursula's fascinating novel, Always Coming Home, which focuses on an imaginary peoples that might have lived a long time ago in Northern California. And the book, when it was released, came with a cassette tape of music, songs and poems for the Kesh people, co-created by Ursula and Todd. The music for Always Coming Home was originally created using authentic acoustic instruments and Todd's trusted Roland Jupiter 8. Unfortunately, he sold the Jupiter 8 many years ago, so has recreated the sounds from the track Music of the Eighth House using his trusted Buchla Music Easel, his go-to synthesizer these days. Music and Poems of the Cache is being re-released on vinyl this month. I've been fascinated with sound ever since I was a little kid and uh, playing around on my parents' piano and had really good elementary school teachers of all things that taught us composition and uh, encouraged us to explore the sounds around us. Uh, Jumping ahead, uh, in the mid-70s I met a fellow named Douglas Leedy. Uh, He was doing electronic music and I was doing early music, Renaissance Baroque medieval music. I was fascinated by the timbres of uh, crumb horns, shawms, cornettos, baroque trumpets, recorders, and he was getting into early music, and that's how we met. Uh, I was giving concerts in Portland where he was living, and one day he uh, said, "Hey, I've got I'm busy for the next few days, but uh, I know you're staying with me, so go upstairs to the upstairs apartment and take this with you." And it was a Buchla music easel. 1976. I went up there and didn't come down for three days because I was just fascinated to be able to create timbres and sounds and explore sound endlessly. So I'm basically a sonic adventurer and my other day job for 40 years was composing music for the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, which was not only for Shakespeare but plays, but also for modern plays, classic plays from around the world. So I got to spread spread my wings and work with lots of different musicians and combined electroacoustic ensembles. So yeah, in 40 years I got to try a lot of different things. After those three days with the Buchla Music Easel in the 70s, uh, I was hooked, but of course I couldn't afford an easel and there weren't many easels around. Uh, but I did hear about the People's Synthesizer, which was being built by Serge Trepnin in uh, Haight-Ashbury in, Ber- in San Francisco. And so I went down there and ordered one uh, after, of course, spending a few years collecting some money. And he built me one. I still have it today. It's three panels. Uh, but that's my introduction to electronic music and analog synthesis. And I use that in lots of my scores 
for the Shakespeare Festival, for radio dramas, for uh, dance pieces I wrote. Uh, and then later on, uh, after working for decades, I was able to save up some money and uh, dipped into Buchla finally in the uh, early 2000s when the 200E came out. My first uh, meeting with Ursula Le Guin was she came down here to Ashland, Oregon to give a lecture and a reading um, in the early 1980s. And I had read a lot of her work and just wanted to meet her. And when I went up afterwards and said, hi, I'm Todd Barden, of course, she didn't know who I was, but just wanted to shake her hand and, you know, be a fanboy. Um, I hung out for a little bit, and the director of the radio station, the college radio station, started talking with her and saying, hey, I hear you have a radio drama. We'd love to license it and produce it. Are you interested? And she said, sure. And so later I found him and I said, I have to do the music for this radio drama. <laughs> and so he checked with Ursula and she said she'd be interested. So I made a little uh, cassette demo and drove up to Portland, Oregon, where she and her husband Charles live and uh, spent a lovely afternoon lunch with them and got my boom box out and played my little sketches, um, which were done on the surge. And actually, I probably had a Jupiter 8 by then. And she loved them. Um, we produced the little um, radio drama. And that actually spun out into another series of radio dramas called Curve of Wonder, which was on NPR and um, directed by David Osman of the Firesign Theater. So, uh, but I digress. Uh, the next time I met with Ursula was down at her family homestead in Napa Valley, and she said, hey, I'm doing a book, and I want music to be part of the book. Uh, we're going to release it with a cassette, and I want you to work with me as we develop the book. So that turned into the book Always Coming Home, and it turned into the cassette The Music and Poetry of the Cash. So that was a wonderful uh, creative couple of years putting that all together. It was great working with Ursula Le Guin on this book. She knew the overarching structure was a collection of stories, poetry, descriptions of the culture, all told by stone-telling um, and ethnographer. And so when I first started, of course, I was okay, I'm going to do some really cool stuff and yada, yada, yada. And of course, it was more complex than we needed. And I was young. And she very gently said, you know, I think the culture is more like this. And she started describing the culture to me. And once I really started to grok that, she said, you know, the way I am approaching it is I'm doing archaeological digs of the mind and the imagination. It's like she's going into the valley where the Kesh live and finding stuff. And so she encouraged me to adopt the same mindset. And so I would go into the valley and try to find instruments. And uh, slowly I would come back to her and say, here's an instrument, uh, for instance, the home buta, which is, it's nine feet long, it's a big horn, plays one note. Um, 
It's got a copper bell and the mouthpiece is made out of antler. And she go, oh yes, I know, that's used for the eighth house ceremony. And also, uh, you'll hear it in the river song that I just wrote. And I went, oh, okay, good. Of course, now I had to figure out what it sounded like. And so, uh, at the time, all I had was a Jupiter 8. And it was a fun experience trying to make the Jupiter 8 sound like an acoustical instrument. Um, I know if you get a chance to hear the Heron Dance, which is actually the first track on the cassette, it uses uh, a hammered dulcimer, which is actually an acoustic hammered dulcimer, but the whistle flute thing is the Jupiter 8, the big taiko drum is the Jupiter 8, uh, and some of the other acoustical sounds are Jupiter 8. So um, it was fun developing those. And what then happened was after the book was published and I wrote a bunch of descriptions uh, that are in the book under the section on music, um, I described very clearly how these instruments were built and people started building them. Uh, so I, a friend actually built a home buta that's nine feet long and I was eager to hear if it sounded anything like the mock acoustical instrument I had created on the uh, Jupiter 8. And uh, so, yeah, Ronick, this morning I actually played the home buta, uh, then uh, repitched it and uh, layered it exactly like the eighth house piece, and it, it doesn't sound that far off. So I'm very pleased uh, that it was this weird thing of imagine an instrument, make the imaginary sounds, and then have some pe person build it, and then see how that plays out. So my original Jupiter 8, which I got, actually it was one of the first ones off the line back in 1982, um, I reprogrammed it, loved it, used it for decades uh, in all my work. But about two or three years ago, I sold it because I'm moving more towards knobs, dials, and sliders and away from keyboards. Uh, so today, uh, my go-to instrument is the Buchla Music Easel, and I'm going to try to recreate that sound on the easel. Uh, it's it's a simple sound. I mean, we're talking sine waves, and actually the wave folding of the bukla uh, does a nice job and is similar to the uh, filtering, which is the way it was done on the Jupiter 8. And uh, what I will do is, uh, like the recording, it begins with some wind. So we'll have some wind, and then the home butas come in and layer, sort of antiphonally talk back and forth and uh, layer themselves. Um, they are heard from a distance. <laughs> okay.
So to recreate the sound of the Jupiter 8, uh, of the home boot, I should say, um, I was just using a sine wave on the easel and the complex oscillator and very gradually changing the volume through the low pass gate and the timbre. So gentle wave folding uh, happening, uh, increasing and decreasing manually. Um, so I was fading things in and out with sliders uh, in the original uh, Jupiter 8 recording. Uh, I just had, uh, you know, I'd hit a key and the envelope would do its thing. And I also had a loop pedal that was doing the lower notes so that I could perform the upper notes live and uh, you know, bring them in in layers. Yeah, I could probably do a whole session on why I love Bukla, but uh, the first thing that hit me were all the sliders. For some reason, I really respond well to sliders. Uh, it gives me a visual, uh, a graphic score, if you will, of what's going on. And also their, um, their uh, resistance, uh, the physical resistance. I, I can do very subtle things with them. Um, Don's design is incredibly brilliant. Uh, the little patch matrix of banana patching uh, just opens up all sorts of possibilities. Anything can go to anything, and any sound can become anything else. Uh, it's transformative. It's Everything's always in transition. Uh, the fact that he figured out back in the early 1970s to have a program card which encouraged people to like hack <laughs> the instrument is amazing. Uh, audio in uh, that I can bring in audio from you know my iPhone or whatever file I've got on that and just mangle it through uh, the Buchla maze is great. Uh, the spring re reverb is really yummy. And in fact, I use the spring reverb often as just another form of filtering. Uh, because it gives so many strange harmonics as you, you know, increase uh, the reverberation or uh, I'll often start with the reverberation at full max <laughs> at 10 and take that sound and slowly bring the reverb off and you realize what was a wash is actually some sort of strange beat going on. So, uh, oh, and the last thing I guess is pressure and randomness. They can take you so many different places. So I'm really excited that after 33 years, uh, the music and poetry of the Kesh is being re-released on vinyl this time instead of cassette uh, from Freedom to Spend label out in Brooklyn. Uh, I think becomes available in March and and on April 6th in Portland, Oregon, we're having a release party and uh, I'll be performing a few pieces. Uh, there's another group that's on that same label that will be performing. And also um, Caroline Le Guin, one of Ursula's daughters, will be reading from Always Coming Home and Elizabeth Le Guin, who I know is a Baroque cellist, will also be playing that night. So, August 6th in Portland, I think you can find it through their website.
A big, big thank you to Todd Barton for deconstructing the synth sounds using his Buchla Music Easel from the upcoming re-release of the album Music and Songs of the Kesh. Uh, it's a fascinating read as well if you have a chance to dip into uh, Ursula Le Guin's book, Always Coming Home, it's highly recommended. Uh, as are her other books if you're into science fiction and fantasy. So for example, the Earthsea novels are really, really great. And if you want to improve your audio and music production skills, from recording to synthesis, mixing, mastering, uh, including understanding more about the music business and music theory, come over to the Ask.Audio Academy, where listeners of Synth Stories can save $5 a month on a subscription to the Academy containing around 600 video courses. Simply visit www.ask.audio forward slash synth stories. That's www ask.audio forward slash synth stories my name is ronick sethi and i want to thank you for listening to synth stories on ask.audio <laughs>